Hello, this is your computer. This podcast is part of the Blueberry Network. I enjoy blueberries. Please find more at blueberry.com. Mmm, blueberry. No ease, please. This podcast is part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Podcast Help Desk, number 18, for May 9th. 2014. How to get kicked off of iTunes. This is the Podcast Help Desk with your host, Mike Dell. If you have questions about podcasting, how it works, how to set up your website or RSS feed, drop Mike a voice message at podcasthelpdesk.com or email your question to podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com. You can even tweet your question by using the hashtag podcasthelpdesk. The Podcast Help Desk is now open. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whatever the case may be. This is Mike. This is, of course, Podcast Help Desk. And today, I kind of wanted to take a look at the kind of things that will get you kicked off of iTunes. And, of course, a lot of other things that will tick off your audience, get you sued, (laughs) or anything like that, you know. Uh, There's a lot of legal issues and before I get into any of that stuff, uh, I have to say, I'm not a lawyer, I don't play one on the radio, and what I'm about to talk about applies in the USA. It, not necessarily how it all works in the rest of the world. If you have any questions about anything like that, seek out legal advice from a qualified legal professional in your local country, or even in the U.S., because like I said... I'm not a lawyer, but, you know, there's, like I said, there's a lot of legal issues surrounding the podcast space, and, you know, you should be aware of them. Uh, You know, uh, one thing I didn't put in the show notes, but I kind of do want to talk about is the the ongoing uh, legal uh, battle, I guess you'd call it, Uh, Adam Carolla and a few other high-profile podcasters are being sued because a company that just buys patents bought a patent. Uh, the, the outfit's called Personal Audio, I believe. And like I said, I don't know a lot about it, but you know, reading the patent, I actually read the patent, and it doesn't really specify podcasting. In fact, at that time, there was no such thing as podcasting. But what it does do is, it, it basically, it's a uh, serialized audio content in a playlist is what was patented. And they're suing Adam Carolla. Uh, I assume you know who he is, but if not, he's probably the uh, number one podcaster out there right now. He's the former host of a radio show called Love Lines, which was fairly popular and syndicated. And he was also the uh, uh, co-host with Jimmy Kimmel of a show called The Man Show. And he's also currently on television on, uh, I forget what network that is. I think it's on uh, 
Well, the old Nashville network, what's that called? Spike TV. There we go. Uh, to catch a contractor. But anyway, he also has, of course, the uh, Adam Carolla show and uh, Adam and Dr. Drew show and a whole network. Uh, I think Pendulette show is under that network, uh, Corolla Digital. And they're being sued by this outfit. And what's well, what that means to you is there is a possibility down the road if this outfit wins that they're going to be coming around wanting us podcasters to pay. And I don't really think that's going to happen. I, I honestly think that their patent's going to get thrown out and, and all that. But, hey, it's something to be aware of. I'll have a link to the story in the show notes. Uh, about that. Uh, I first heard about it a couple years ago in Las Vegas. I was at the uh, Consumer Electronics Show with the Tech Podcast Network and uh, Cliff Ravenscraft, you know, the uh, podcast answer man, uh, stopped by the booth and uh, we were talking and he said, hey, did you hear about this this uh, new lawsuit against podcasters? And of course I hadn't and nobody had at that time. Uh, well, not nobody, but uh, <laughs> not very many people had heard about it. So anyway, that that's the the story behind that. I don't really have a lot of information about that. If you're interested, I'll I'll have a few links in the show notes. I guess I, I not I'm not going to put a lot about it in there. I just just wanted to upfront tell you about that one. But uh, one of the things <clears throat> about being a uh, content creator is that you have copyright. Of course, like I said, this applies to the United States and probably a lot of other countries, uh, most, I would say, but uh, especially in the United States, you have copyright without doing anything. You know, technically, you know, you publish something, you have copyright. Um, like I said, not a lawyer, but anyway. Uh, let's see, you don't need to do anything to gain the copyright. Uh, in the U.S., your copyright is a is in place just by the fact that you produce some content. That just means someone can't copy it and take it as their own work. And But it's on you to defend it if it happens. So, you know, there, there are ways to make it official. I'm not really up on that either because uh, I never really saw the point. Uh, you know, what I'm doing here, you know, if someone wants to take it and pretend, <laughs> pretend they wrote it, well, or, you know, pretend that that's them, well, so be it. I don't really care, but, you know, some of you might. But like I said, if you want to do the official register the copyright, register your trademarks, all that stuff, you'll want to see a qualified lawyer. Back in the day, and I know that's an overused term, a lot of podcasters use a thing called Creative Commons for their shows. And Creative Commons is still around, and it is viable. Uh, it's a, a, a license to, you know, you pretty much pick what you want to allow, and, you know, you don't even really register it. You just kind of, uh, you know, grab a link over at uh, creativecommons.org. Uh, like I said, I'll have a link to that in the show notes, as I always say. But... Uh, you know, basically with mine, you know, my podcast is free to share, you know, give it to anybody you want, uh, you know, make a copy of it, make a CD of it, uh, you know, send it via the interwebs, uh, doesn't matter, the more people that hear it, the better, as far as I'm concerned, 
give me credit if you're going to try to make any money out of it. And uh, if you make a lot of money of it, I want a little piece of it. Other than that, eh, you know. But uh, the Creative Commons license can be set up to do that. And as with the regular copyright, the official copyright, I never really saw the point for me, but your mileage may vary. And there are a few sleazy podcast aggregators out there trying to make money off of your content. Uh, there's been a few in the past, and as podcasting gets more popular, there may be more. So sort of keep on the lookout for that. And uh, maybe uh, get ready with a cease and desist letter, you know, if they're annoying enough. And, you know, that, a couple years ago, there was there was some outfit out there that was taking all these podcasts. And, and the thing that was annoying people is they were putting pre-roll ads and post-roll ads in, uh, you know, if people went to their website. But the thing is that, you know, the way podcasting is now, you know, most people get it either on iOS with the podcast app or they get it on their Android and, you know, downcast or, or uh, you know, any of those type of, of things are on Stitcher. Well, you know, Stitcher might throw an ad or two in there, but, or in between actually, that's how they do it. But the thing is, is, you know, most people aren't going to go through the trouble of going through one of these websites. So they're going to kind of die on their own. But like I said, be on the lookout for them. And if I find any of them, I will uh, point them out uh, through the normal means, either on my website in this podcast or, or via social media. But one of the big things in podcasting is music. And, of course, the history of podcasting, you know, there was a thing called Podsafe Music. And I guess there still is, technically. I haven't been over there in a while, but there's the Podsafe Music Network, or there was. Mevio, I believe, uh, the former pod show, I believe is out of business now, but I think Podsafe Music Network is still there. I don't know whether it's maintained or not, but uh, anything you find over there, you can uh, download and, and I believe, uh, use as much of it as you want in your podcast. But otherwise, you, you got to get uh, permission from whoever owns the music. Uh, you know, in my case, uh, you know, like this this intro thing that I got, I got on a, uh, a royalty-free music site called uh income tech i think it's called yeah income tech or income tech i don't know anyway link in the show notes i-n-c-o-m-p-e-t-e-c-h.com and they have uh, a lot of royalty free music over there you know that's good for uh, intro music and stuff like that But if you're doing a music podcast, most likely you'll be in touch with bands and promoters and, and you know, or will soon enough. And, you know, you'll get permission from the promoters or permission from the record companies or whatever. I've got lots of that kind of music because uh, I do a radio show on a local college station. And I get me emails all the time with tracks to play. I get CDs in the mail. I get all kinds of stuff with permission to play it on the radio and permission to play it on my uh, podcast. You know, one of my other podcasts, I do tend to play some music once in a while. And, you know, that's, that's a good place to uh, get music. Cause like I said, as a, you know, with the promoters and whatnot, uh, I've had other, 
other cases where I've, I've you know asked the artist myself. Now I don't go for the big artist. You know, you're not going to get you two Bono to sign off on that, but. You know, some of the stuff that I like, you know, it's the, the artists are much more accessible. Uh, a friend of mine, or I should say an acquaintance of mine, I always say friend. I, I usually mean just somebody I met or somebody that I know through the internet, whatever. You know what I mean. But anyway, uh, a guy I know who's a really kick-butt banjo player, uh, Todd Taylor, uh, he gave me permission to play anything of his that I wanted to. And, you know, he owns his own music, so. That works out pretty good, but just be really careful. You know, don't don't uh, play RIAA licensed music, uh, you know, without permission or going through the hoops to get the license. Um, another podcaster, Brian Ibbett from Coverville, he plays all kinds of licensed music on his uh, show, uh, Coverville, and he's got a license to do it through the RIAA and other places i i don't know he he has a whole tutorial about that or a whole couple posts of that over at coverville.com so if you like to you know if you'd like to go that route and become legit you know uh, you know you have to fork out the royalties but you know in his case it's worth it and uh, his show is really awesome too if you like uh, cover music it's uh, <laughs> it's really interesting it uh, he doesn't just play rock he plays a little bit of everything and and uh, that's the same thing with Todd Taylor. Uh, you ever hear uh, Stairway to Heaven or a Freebird on the banjo? Uh, it's pretty awesome. Anyway, I digress. Uh, let's see. Uh, another guy I know, a uh, very famous podcaster, uses the uh, song Taking Care of Business by uh, Bachman Turner Overdrive. That's his intro music. Does a... Uh, entrepreneur business related podcast and he ends up he ended up uh, making a deal with sony and it took him a while to do it but he just pays a small yearly fee to use that one song you know but like i said just be careful fines can be just huge you know from the ria if you get sued not fines but the, you know the court will you know levy some ridiculous amount of money for every song that you play and you know a lot of people can get away with it and never get caught but you know if you're in doubt just don't play it uh you know sure everybody wants to be a dj but there are legal ways to do that and let's see trademarks now, lately there's been a lot of activity with takedown notices given to itunes and other places to have podcasts removed from their directory for uh, trademark violations. It's mostly like TV networks or sports leagues, like the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, ABC, CBS, NBC, NASCAR, you know, all of them. And that's because people are using the, the name of a sports team in their podcast name. And, you know... That's a copyright violation or a trademark violation. Uh, and it's, oh, and their art too. You know, if, if you have the Major League Baseball emblem or the NASCAR emblem in your, in your cover art, uh, you're likely to get a takedown notice or, or iTunes will just basically take it down and send you a note saying that your podcast has been delisted from the iTunes store. 
and then there's really not a whole lot you can do about it. You can, uh, you know, rebrand everything. Basically, if you're going to do a fan podcast, make sure that you use it in your title, fan or unofficial, you know, some word like that. And just, you know, and, and that's still not going to guarantee that they're not going to still want to take it down. Now, they're likely not going to contact you directly. They're going to, you know, contact iTunes and other directories that you're in, Stitcher and whatnot. But, you know, basically use the word fan or unofficial, you know, say, you know, you're a Detroit Tigers fan and you're doing a podcast about the Detroit Tigers, you know, don't put, this is the Detroit Tigers podcast, you know, no, it's the Detroit Tigers unofficial fan podcast or something like that. And then also make sure you put it in the content of your show and don't use their logo. You know, you just don't use any licensed logos unless you have permission and if you have permission you still might have trouble with itunes because they will probably be very conservative about uh you know playing it safe but you know just be really really careful with that stuff uh, you know no team logos no league logos Daniel J. Lewis over Audacity to Podcast uh, had a post about that. I'll uh, throw the link in about that. And he, he goes into it a little bit more than I do. But just, like I said, make sure that what you're using in your artwork, what you're using as far as uh, you know, the title of your podcast is not some sort of trademark or registered trademark. Uh of any, you know, TV show, uh, network, sports, sports uh, league or, or whatever, anything like that. And, you know, just be careful with it. You can be a fan, you know, uh, let's just say you were a Detroit Tigers fan. Uh, you know, as we'll go back to that since I'm here in Michigan, you're a Detroit Tigers fan and, you know, you don't have to call it the Detroit Tigers fan podcast. You could call it, uh, you know, uh, you know the, the Tigers Network or Tigers Baseball Fan Podcast. You know, just something that, that, you know, you'd be creative with it. But like I said, no guarantees. iTunes does what it wants to do because they're a private company and they get a, a notice whether it makes sense or not. They may take you off of there. Now, that wouldn't be the end of it all, but, you know, that's a, a good portion of, of how people find your stuff. <laughs> so, you know, be a little creative with it. You know, I'm thinking maybe Boston, you're a Boston fans, you know, you can say behind the green wall or, you know, something like that. I'm not, not a real big sports fan, so, you know, what do I know? But, okay, now let's get into... Uh, Stuff that's not exactly legal issues, but, you know, as far as iTunes, this will get you kicked off just the same. Uh, when you're setting up your podcast feed, uh, well, we use PowerPress since that's what I recommend. In there, there are spots to set the explicit tag in iTunes. And what that is, is basically, you know, if you cuss or talk about sex or or any you know adult 
theme that, that you know, wouldn't be suitable for you know, a 10-year-old, well, you know, be on the safe side and throw up the explicit tag. Because if iTunes periodically goes through and, you know, listens to podcasts, they, I mean, I don't think they listen, listen, but they'll spot check you. And, uh, you know, if you're dropping the F-bomb every 10 minutes and you don't have the uh, explicit tag set, they're likely to pull your listing. And it's just, you know, it's it's just common courtesy, you know, because if I, you know, want to listen to a podcast in the car with, with a bunch of kids and I think, well, it says it's uh, not explicit or it says it's clean, you can actually set a clean tag. Uh, you don't want, you know, the F-bomb coming out of your speakers when you got a carload of kids, uh, you know, whether you, you agree or disagree with people cussing. I, I personally don't care if you cuss, just let us know. And more closer to a legal issue, but not really a legal issue. If you're on Blueberry and you're a featured uh, podcast on Blueberry, which, you know, doesn't take much to do. We can go through that at some point. If you're interested, let me know. But if you're a featured podcast on Blueberry, you you also get listed on the uh, set-top box apps like Roku, Samsung, Smart TV, Google TV, a bunch of other stuff like that. And those have to go under the V-chip rules. So when you you go through the, the process of being uh, put on those devices at Blueberry, they ask you for your parental rating. You know, it's just kind of like movie ratings, the, the G, PG, so on and so forth, uh, you know, be honest about it. Don't, you know, say, well, I'm a G-rated show, and and then, you know, you're going off talking about uh, stuff that uh, <laughs> you wouldn't want in a G-rated show. Because, you know, the old, remember the V-chip back in the day, you know, back in the day. Why do I always use that term? But anyway, make sure you have that set appropriately because you don't want to, get pulled off of, of Roku because, or Samsung or, or whatever, because you uh, didn't set that appropriately. And let's see, one of the other things, this is just, this is under the annoying column. Uh, this, is, this is a way to tick off your listeners, especially me. If I'm listening to your show, I'm subscribed to your show, and you put a video in what is an audio feed, I'm, I'm unsubscribing. I don't like it. It confuses your listeners. It confuses iTunes. It confuses uh, Stitcher. They don't know what to do with a video in an audio feed. Uh, you know, so if you're going to do audio and video, have two separate feeds, you know, or... You know, do what I do. If I have a video, I'm going to tell you, hey, I got a video. It's over on YouTube. Come to the website and you can play it there and blah, blah, blah. And I just throw it up on YouTube. But if you're going to do a video podcast or a video episode, you know, get a separate feed. It's not hard to do in, in PowerPress. It's, uh, you know, 10 minutes. We can have another feed set up for you. It's real easy. But just don't do that. It's a way to annoy your listeners. Because, you know, nothing bugs me worse. I get a new episode of the XYZ podcast that I've been waiting for. Oh, great. They got a new episode. And I go to play it, and it's video. 
it's not terrible, except for when I'm listening to podcasts, I'm usually mowing the lawn, taking the dog for a walk, or just, you know, I got my earbuds in, or I got plugged into the stereo in the van, I'm driving down the road. You know, I don't, I'm not in a position to watch video. I mean, <laughs> so be courteous about that. Uh, besides that, video files are big, and, you know, a lot of people are downloading this stuff now a few of their mobile plans and, you know, say you've got a half hour show and you, you decide you're going to do a, a video version of it. Well, that exponentially makes the file bigger, which, you know, people are paying for data plans now. and That's just not nice. So if you have a pet peeve about uh, podcasting that you, that, that especially annoys you, Send me a little bit of feedback. I, I would really like to know, you know, what what bothers you about uh, podcasts that you listen to or used to listen to. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that's a, a big can of worms. And a totally unrelated note here. Uh, I'm going to cut this uh, podcast just a tad short this week. Uh, I am getting ready to interview somebody. I'm going to do a, an episode about the history of podcasting and. Uh, I've got uh, a couple of luminaries lined up, uh, maybe not in the same show, but over the next uh, month or so that I'm going to interview. And I had a, a setup here, uh, you know, we were talked about it a couple of episodes ago about the mix minus, and I've done that using, you know, a second sound card on my Mac here, and I've also done it with a second computer, but I'm going to try something new i'm gonna do it with my iphone and i bought a little gadget um i'm, I'm gonna do a full review on it and i'll tell you what the name of it is uh, after i've done a couple interviews with it but uh, basically it's just a a little uh, splitter adapter thing that plugs into the headphone jack on your iphone or android or ipad or any of that sort of stuff and it splits out the mic and the uh, speaker, you know, or the headphone jack. And I'm going to set that up. I need to go to uh, Radio Shack and pick up one more cable before I can make that work. But once I make that work, uh, you'll hear it in the interview that I'll be doing uh, hopefully this next week. I haven't done it yet, otherwise, otherwise I would tell you, yeah, it'll be a next week's show. But <laughs> it probably won't. But uh, it should be interesting. I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to use the iPhone and for a couple of reasons. Uh, one reason is the uh, person that I'm interviewing is a uh, long-haul truck driver. And sometimes he's in a good spot to do Skype or something else with great audio quality. And uh, sometimes you just have to use the phone. Well, I figure if I set this up on the iPhone, that would give me the phone and Skype, and Google Hangouts, and whatever else I can run on my iPhone. <laughs> and uh, like I said, with an Android, you can do basically all the same stuff. And we'll see how that works. Because uh, like I said, I don't know whether he'll be on the phone, on Skype, uh, Hangouts, uh, FaceTime, who knows. We'll, f we'll figure out some, some way to, to make it work. Hopefully it'll be uh, you know, FaceTime or Skype, so at least the audio will be decent. But uh, I think the information he has will uh, 
Be enlightening. He's been podcasting since uh, late 2004. And uh, I believe last I looked, he was somewhere north of 1,800 episodes. <laughs> so he's been pretty consistent over the years. And uh, you probably know who he is, uh, or if not, uh, check him out. It's Trucker Tom Wiles, uh, the Trucker Tom Show at truckertompodcast.com. <clears throat> and I'm also uh, going to try to get a, a couple other luminaries in the podcasting world of way back when on here. And I'm also thinking uh, I want to interview uh, a couple of podcasters, podcasters, there we go, podcasters about podcasting. Uh, like I said, I've, uh, I've been on uh, Dave Jackson's show, and uh, maybe, we'll, uh, maybe we'll get him on one of these days uh, just to uh, shoot the breeze, I guess, for not, no other reason. Uh, he's over at the school of podcasting.com. Of course, I mentioned Daniel Lewis. I've interviewed him for a show that I used to do called uh, Retro Tech, which uh, I no longer produce, and I don't believe it's even online anymore. Have to look at that. But uh, it might be uh, interesting to get him on at some point. You know, all of us podcast gurus, <laughs> that's the, uh, the term somebody else put on it, but uh, all of us podcasters about podcasting know each other, or most of us do. Ray Ortega, Cliff Ravenscraft, uh, Todd Cochran, and uh, uh, Rob Greenley do the uh, New Media Show. That's uh, over at newmediashow.com. <laughs> Imagine that. We all know each other and uh, have hung out in the past. Uh, Ray Ortega, I never met him in person, but I've met all the rest of them. And... Uh, I've talked to Ray on several occasions and been on his podcast roundtable. So, it's a, like I said, it's kind of a, a small world. And kind of strangely, it centers around Ohio <laughs> for a lot of them in uh, northern Kentucky. But anyway, enough of that. Uh, I'll let you guys go. Uh, if you're uh, interested in 30 days free hosting over at Blueberry.com, go check them out. Blueberry.com and use the promo code NOBS. That's N-O-B-S. You get 30 days free. You help me out. And uh, you'll have a great experience with a, a good media host that uh, will get the job done. And... Uh, of course, my book is nearing completion. I've got probably another couple of weeks work on it and then it off to the editor. And hopefully within another month or so after that, we'll uh, have that available. And, uh, looking forward to that. That's the uh, No BS Guide to Podcasting. So, anyway, with that, have a great week. Uh, next week, I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do. I'm either going to have that interview or I'm going to put the canned show out because there's a possibility that I'm going to be in uh, Boston and Providence, Rhode Island towards the end of next week. Uh, hasn't been firmed up yet, but uh, if I go, I'll probably either put out the canned show or try to get the interview in early and all that. I will attempt to have something next week. If I don't, that's why. And uh, catch you next week. If you have questions about podcasting, how it works, how to set up your website or RSS feed, 
drop Mike a voice message at podcasthelpdesk.com or email your question to podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com. You can even tweet your question by using the hashtag podcasthelpdesk. Thank you for visiting the Podcast Help Desk. See you next week. That's all, folks.